Seattle. I find not loving you, Seattle, impossible, even though my earliest Seattle memory is of some bullies at Seattle Center trying to start a fight with me and my cousin Brad when we were little kids and left to our own devices early one summer morning. I had knelt to tie my shoe in a leafy corridor between the carnival area and the fountain, the space needle looming up above, no doubt, in all its hokey splendor. This kid was big and showing off for his cadre of fellow thugs when he veered to knock me over. I was a kid from a small town way over on the dryland side of the state, and my center did not hold. I hit the asphalt. My cousin pulled me up and we skedaddled above the taunts the bullies leveled as we left the scene. That incident engraved some area of my brain, perhaps with a tangle of leafy apprehensions mixed with a view of the splendor of the Emerald City. So when, with my own cadre of skate punks, I went to that impossible city to attend the Devo concert, my memory tingled within me and lingered the next morning. By then we'd moved to Kennewick, where the morning sun often packed a punch. My cousin, the same one, Brad, appeared one time above the front steps, having stolen a car with a cadre of teenage hoodlums and was in the area attempting to get away from Seattle to a leafy but different place. I stood there with impossible thoughts stuck in my brain and that memory from childhood blocking my sense of the splendor I could have offered him to stay while they left and then personally give him a ride over the mountains and back to Seattle Center. Halfway through college, again I lost my center of gravity, my ability to cal calculate the area of my soul, and ended up in a leafy place north of Seattle. Due to impossible odds, my aunt and uncle, the parents of the above Brad, now took me in because Brad had left for who knows where, and I dropped out and came over for a job to surrender to Seattle's splendor. I worked the evening shift, which is like a cousin to the day shift, and leaves the blessed morning free for rides on the Burt Gilman Trail with a cadre of other travelers to the U District to heal my memory. I spent my time applying Kierkegaard to memory and riding my bike past joggers in the center of the trail. I wrote some poems on leafy sheets of notebook paper and ascended above Red Square and the buskers there to the scholarly area of Suzalo Library, the reading room, where in the morning I'd pretend to be what in fact I thought impossible, a university student and a philosopher of the splendor of truth and beauty, an inquirer into what was left of ancient mystery and its weird cousin, postmodern possibility, sizzled over the flames of a misapprehended Kierkegaardian cadre. I returned to college, now out of sync with my cadre of classmates, and stacked it to reduce the time I had left so I could return to Seattle, 
the elder cousin of Walla Walla, where I found myself every morning sniffing around campus and the general area of the town for clues from literature and memory that would guide me to graduation and the impossible task of finding my fortune in post-grad splendor on the glistening streets of Green Lake, above Lake Union and below the North Gate Shopping Center. That's where I landed somehow, going over to a house that had a room and a view of leafy neighboring yards, the backyard bordering on leafy realms of coincidences and untold splendor of later light, improbable but not impossible. Out the front door to drive, a jo drive to a job with a new cadre of blue-collar workers in the Bellevue area, where I was the grunt and the unfortunate center of the foreman's abrasive attention. He was a cousin of the devil and made my life miserable over and over again, day after day. So one day I got up in the morning to find my truck had a flat tire, like a deflated memory, and I said, forget it. I'd made enough above my savings to survive for a while on what I had left. I wandered out one night, the freeway to my left. I went under it, past the Latona and its cadre of evening people planning to stay out till morning, it seemed. I kept walking, creating an uphill memory, and then down towards the lake in its humble splendor laid out before me. I paused there high above everything I'd ever known and felt the center of my soul expand. Seattle, the second cousin of my dreams, surrounding me with a leafy belief that I could anchor myself in that area and make, if not in the city, then in a nearby area, a home for my life and a place to center myself away from the places lacking splendor where I'd been formed. Unemployed, my memory turned around and got a job just over the hill from there after pawning my impossible dreams to pay the rent that month. The leafy feeling of bills leaving their last cousin in my pocket handed over to my cadre of housemates as I walked to work that morning for a new job down the hill and to the left from where I lived two blocks above. So long ago, Seattle, now above your crazy quilt of land and sea, of leafy shorelines and wooded paths, I squint to center my blurry view towards the upper left corner of the map, the place where a cadre of billionaires and baristas mull over the tedious weather and whether the impossible might not turn out like the sun in surprising splendor or like Mount Rainier appearing in the morning to be quite possible. Clouds cover the area, but there's always the blissful, nagging memory of the possibility of the return of some lost cousin, that supreme feng shui, so like a favorite cousin, as I begin my descent down into your leafy streets 
of sometimes painful, lovely memory, but I could never not love the entire area of you, Seattle, your ferry boats keeping impossible schedules day in and day out, and your cadre of fishmongers and booksellers, your center of attention attitude as if above the fray of indigenous history, coffee in the morning, beer at night, and salmon seared over coals on cedar planks. You're leaning to the left in semi-oblivious, sometimes awakened splendor. Seattle, I could never not love your splendor, your hills and shorelines keeping you off center. As I step off the plane with my memory and the one I love, I find that I have nothing left but the present and its every morning, the calendar and its casually marching cadre of days like eggs cooked once and then flipped over. I hold your hand and take you into this leafy place of my haunted past. We descend from above Queen Anne Hill on our bikes, the whole area inviting us through Fremont past my cousin the troll on a journey that seems impossible. But nothing's impossible in the aria of this area, Seattle, its constant cadre of coffee drinkers and leafy creatures guiding us above the memory of the last hill over to Woodland Park and left turn as cousin of right turn, leading past morning to lunch at Duke's at the center of our splendor.